Next on Community Matters, preparing for spring and summer severe weather. Have a plan, a family plan, and try to maintain situational awareness no matter what you're doing. Our Wiggly Tail update from the Humane Society. They are just the cutest little things. Um, they're little now. They're going to be quite large. And wait till you hear about them. It's Earth Week next week in Battle Creek, and you can help. The city will provide supplies for volunteers and pick up the collected trash at the end of the week. The Serial City Concert Band Spring Concert is coming, and you'll probably recognize their selections. I'm Richard Pyatt. All that is coming up on Community Matters, made possible by Lakeview Ford Lincoln in downtown Battle Creek on 95.3 WBCK. Good morning. Thanks for being with us on Community Matters Saturday mornings on 95.3 WBCK and anytime thereafter at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Richard Pyatt here, our next guest, Lieutenant Chris Young, Emergency Manager at the Office of Emergency Management at the Calhoun County Sheriff's Department. Chris, good morning, sir. Good morning. Boy, uh, it seems like severe weather has already been in the news a lot, just nationwide. And as you and I sit down to have this discussion, we're we're under a severe weather alert in Michigan. Boy, is this early or <laughs> seems like uh, we're not really easing into this too much? No, it's uh, it's about the time of year when we start uh, planning and preparing for this. Um, we've done some things in-house um, to get our community ready. We had a tabletop exercise on March 16th to discuss response to a significant weather event. Mm-hmm. We also have our local damage assessment teams do refresher training. We just did that last week. So um, I, I've kind of coined a phrase that we plan for the plausible, so we're ready for the probable. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And Obviously, practice makes perfect, as they say. So you want to have these uh, these processes well exercised, I suppose. We want community awareness and readiness. So over the course of these few minutes, we'll talk a bit about the idea that uh, there are some things folks should know and prepare for and how to go about doing that. I wonder, though, t- talk a little bit about how you look at it from the response point of view. And uh, you talked a little bit about uh, having some readiness and exercising over your procedures, but I presume this is a constant review and uh, awareness kind of thing for you. It is. um, A lot of what we do in the springtime is an annual event, especially the damage assessment. If we get into a situation where it's significant enough, where we're exhausting all our county resources and we need to reach out to the state, There are things that we have to have in place like damage assessment teams, uh, preliminary damage assessment done in in 72 hours. So the state can review that if we have a local declaration or even a state declaration. Yeah. So when we talk about emergency management, what are the boundaries of that? I mean, when, when we say emergency management encompasses this, that and the other, what are those things? That's a, that's a, it's a very broad topic. It's a very broad um, discipline from school safety to weather awareness, active assailant response and training, planning and preparing, uh, mitigation plans, emergency operation plans. So I kind of say that if you can attach the word emergency to any topic, I'm involved in it. Okay. So we're talking about a lot more than just weather. Right. Yeah. Well, certainly for the purposes of this discussion, weather is is pertinent being the, the this time of year, the springtime and and uh, pending summer kind of severe weather potential that's that's out there. 
So are there uh, specific things when someone says, what should I know as a resident and how do I prepare for this? What are some of the things that you tell them, Chris? It's easy to plan on the blue sky days when you're not under pressure, where you're not um, maybe potentially in panic mode. Um, oh, boy. Right. Have have a plan, a family plan, and try to maintain situational awareness no matter what you're doing. It, 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 you don't need to panic. You don't need to be paranoid. But when you're out and about, so if I have to go to Grand Rapids for something and I'm caught in significant weather or significant weather is pending, I need to think this through now so I have a plan. Where would I go? What are my options? But back at home, let's circle back to that. What are your plans? Ready.gov is a great resource to help develop your home plans. A plan is only as good as the training and exercise behind it. So practice your plan. And when we talk about a plan, uh, have a a notion for what you would do if for some reason, maybe even something as simple as the power was out for a couple of days. But I imagine you can really run through some scenarios in your mind. Let's suppose you had to leave your home, for example, a plan, a severe weather event comes through and uh, you have to evacuate your home. There's a plan that you should have there. So all these kinds of scenarios, right, are what we should be thinking about. Right. From, you know, where your family would go, what your family would do and keep in mind your pets. Hmm. A lot of right. people don't think about that. In a, in, you know, if we have a severe thunderstorm warning or a tornado warning, where are the pets in the house? Where are you going to take them to safety with you? Or if you have to evacuate for power or damage, do you have contingency for where the pets are going to go? Right. Uh, uh, very often, imagine in a panic situation, like you say, we might not have thought through where we're going, much less the pets. Right. What are other things that we should be thinking about if we're making a plan? There are steps, so an area where we should congregate and have that practiced and, and folks in the family should know that. But what other things? If you do have to take shelter, make sure that you have supplies with you, water, snacks, phone chargers. I, I recommend a solar powered phone charger that you can buy on most retail outlets to keep with you. People forget about that component. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An inexpensive weather notification radio. I mean, we've got great warning in Calhoun County, but that NOAA weather radio is always a good tool to have in your home. Simple things like if we know we've got potential weather coming, uh, if you have a five-gallon bucket in your home, fill it with water so you've got supplemental water. That's a good point. That's interesting, the, the water thing. Even if you're on city water system, the suggestion is to fill a bucket with water because we could lose access to that water supply. Is that the thinking? Yes. A lot of times National Weather Service is going to predict or start to follow potential systems days in advance where they're telling us, hey, we might have this. That's when you have your go kit uh, available, whether you have uh, you know, a change of clothes, uh, bottles of water in a bag. So if you do have to leave your home, you've got something to sustain for a little while. That's really interesting, too, about the the solar charger. Uh, Many times I've thought, yep, I have portable chargers. I even have a couple of those jump box things you jump your car with, which you can plug your phone into and charge. But guess what? Those those charges deplete and you can't recharge them if you don't have electricity. So a solar charger would be uh, really terrific. What else should be in that go kit? So the water and the chargers and the clothes, maybe. Is there anything else? 
anything you may need in your normal daily activities, whether you have, um, you know, medication stores, you want to make sure that you keep keep that handy. Maybe a first aid kit too. First aid kit, yep. Be hurt. yep. Yeah. Do most people really do this? I mean, do you hear people say, "Boy, I hadn't thought about that," or "Yep, I I have it already." I mean, what do you hear more often than than the other? I think it's a mixture. I think we we've got a a, a segment of of our community that will prepare and plan. Um, and then we've got a segment of our community of that will deal with it when it comes. And yeah. we've got a segment of our community that say, I don't think it's going to impact me. Mm. Um, wow. So I always live by the antage that uh, people that are in a crisis didn't wake up that morning and go, I'm going to have a severe crisis that's going to impact me today. Yeah, we don't want to think about that, do we? No, no, yeah. we don't. It's difficult to imagine. So there's some other technologies that really have come to fruition in the last several years. I remember talking about this a few years ago with your predecessor, the idea of some of the technology then and uh, being pretty amazed. But there are some advancements that have gone on uh, even more recently than that that have helped people stay informed. Is that true? Yes. Our county has contracted with a company, a parent company um, by the name of Rave. And I refer Rave to like Coca-Cola. That's the name brand of the corporation, but they have different products that they uh, offer. Hmm. Uh, one of the products we use is Smart 911. And it's a, it's a free app. It's a free download. It's free to use. You can also access it from your desktop, from a laptop. And what's really nice about that is you can put emergency information and emergency profile in that. And it's completely confidential until you use that device to call 911. Hmm. And when you call 911, the dispatcher sees your safety profile, whether you want to um, alert about dogs, uh, pets, a specific medication that's crucial, even a hide a key or a code to access your home in the event of emergency where you're unable to answer the door. These are things that you can do through Smart 911. If you use your app store on your phone, it's a green box with kind of a white padlock looking um, icon with kind okay. of a squiggly exclamation point in it. And you can set up your profile. Like I said, it's completely confidential until you dial 911 from that device. It's interesting that you're describing that. It reminds me, so we've done a number of episodes with uh, Miles for Memories, for example, and the technology uh -huh. advancements that they're using. It reminds me a little of that. Uh, sure. The idea that if if you create that profile, then in, in the event of an emergency, a responder knows some key information that could be helpful. Right. The other product that we use that, that um, couples with Smart 911 is we use Rave Alerts. And you can opt in to those notifications. So for some of your listeners that have opted in, you'll see traffic notifications, whether it's a road closure because of a, a crisis or a crash. Non-emergency weather alerts go across that. Our Callum County Road Department is using that for notifications when there's going to be prolonged construction on a road. Uh -huh. That also couples with what's called IPAWS, our integrated public alert warning system, where you, you see your TV warning alerts, your phone warning alerts, your radio warning alerts, that kind of thing. So those all talk to each other. And this is all part of this company Raves Technology. Correct. And if you download that Smart 911 app, this is all part of that? Right. So you can okay. opt into the notifications, which are non-emergency alerts. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. You know, with the, the way things have changed with local media, for example, if you depended on some local media to alert you, 
it's a different world now, isn't it? Uh, it but is. we're all walking around with these little computers in our pockets. Exactly. That's probably the way to do it. Well, we'll, we'll link the uh, the link to the Smart 911 and Rave information in our show notes for this episode at BattleCreekPodcast.com so folks can can access that. You mentioned the NOAA weather radio now, though. that That's still uh, something that's fairly prominent. I remember years ago having family who would have one of those. It was generally silent. And then uh, if there was a weather alert of some kind, it would, you know, scare the heck out of you when it, <laughs> when it would come on. But it would uh, alert you appropriately when there was a warning. Might be the middle of the night, which is also pretty key, isn't it, to right. to have that come through and in, in a way that would uh, really alert you. Right. And um, iPaws uh, is through FEMA. They've actually done uh, non-weather emergency alerts through NOAA weather radio as well. So if we have okay. a critical information where we, you know, a safety concern in an area, we can put out a message to say, you know, avoid this area for an active incident. And then that uh, can go over your weather radio as well. Okay. And those are pretty readily available. Those NOAA weather radios, I presume the usual places, right? They are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty easy to find. All right. So uh, what else do you keep in mind or should folks keep in mind as uh, we approach this this season of uh, potential severe weather, the idea of having a plan, having practiced that, your go kit. Is there anything else? Situational awareness to go along with that is probably key. Um, being familiar with your surroundings, using your phone in safe, comfortable locations as opposed to having it in front of your face while you're walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Practice is probably the biggest key once you develop your plan. And, and, I'll, and I'll kind of circle back and mention ready.gov again. That can give you some tips and some ideas on how to develop your personal plan and your, your family plan. Mm -hmm. But practice that plan. Right. Uh, I remember working one time in a large building with uh, hundreds and hundreds of people. And each supervisor was responsible for, and we would practice this plan if there were, say, a fire drill. Uh, we would have an assigned area where we had to go and meet at that area, our department. And our supervisor was responsible for making sure that we knew that. And we practiced that a few times. And this was probably 30 years ago. So sure. uh, this is not new information, but it bears repeating that uh, if it's a crisis and there's not a plan that's been practiced, then we might just be flailing around trying to find someone who otherwise we would not have that kind of problem if we were all on the same page about it. Right. And to kind of expand on what you're saying, it gave me another thought. When you're out in public at large buildings, event centers, grocery stores, what have you, it's good to maintain your situational awareness when you're in there too. Take a gander around when you walk in to look for the illuminated emergency exit signs in case your main entrance is blocked. Just pay attention to what's going on around you is is so important boy that must be hard for folks to do particularly in a situation like you described if you're at a a, a recreational event your mind's not thinking about right. emergencies is it uh, and we probably don't on a regular basis do that scan around how do i leave here right yeah boy think about that uh readily and and that's a good point you know these things can happen when we're not home and then what kind of plan should we have at that point? So knowing your surroundings is uh, is an important thing. What about if you're in a car, Chris? I mean, you're driving and, you know, one of the things I noticed 
more recently with some of the storms and tornadoes that we saw down south, storm chasers are chasing around capturing video of, of what's going on. But most of us are not doing that. Let's suppose we're in a vehicle and there's a, a tornado coming or a significant storm. What's the advice there? Well, uh, you bring up a good point. And, and surprisingly, a lot of people go to their phone as their first thought. I just watched a video on uh, on YouTube yesterday of one of the tornadoes down south where a lady was filming this outside of her storefront uh-huh. and she got caught in this thing. So um, put your phone down to start with, you know, and maintain maintain your safety on the road. But if you can track to see where the, that cloud formation is moving, do your best to, to get away from that and go the other way. Uh-huh. Um, if you are caught where you cannot avoid that, there's several schools of thought of bridge abutments under that. Um, some some experts will tell you to evacuate from your car and find a low-lying area like a ditch. Some will yeah. say stay in your car because it gives you safety around you with airbags and seatbelts and that kind of stuff. There's there's just no script and no canned way to react. Um, getting out of there is you're probably your best bet as fast as you can safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, that's an interesting thought. I, I remember the ditch thing. I remember years ago, the advice was to get out of your car and get down in that ditch in a, a low-lying area. But you raise an interesting point. The cars aren't what they used to be. They have a lot more safety features in them than Mm-hmm. Then maybe, uh, you know, how many years ago I'm thinking of when I heard that before. So that's uh, an interesting thought. But yes, most of us, I would think, are not storm chasers and we're not uh, we're not filming those things. We're just trying to to stay out of harm's way. So that's a reasonable, uh, reasonable thought. Is there a uh, an information site other than ready.gov at the county level that we should check? I mean, how do you rely on imparting information? to our residents besides some of the emergency alert stuff that you uh, talked about, but just uh, general information, your website, I imagine. Yeah, the the website is a good source as well as our our social media Facebook page. We do a lot with that, with sharing information. We also do have an Instagram page through the sheriff's office that we use from time to time. Okay. Um, But most of our communication is sent out through uh, our Facebook Okay, very good. So uh, we just, uh, are we searching Calhoun County Sheriff? Are we searching emergency management Calhoun County? What's the best uh, use of that? Uh, For the Facebook page, it's Calhoun County Sheriff's Office. Okay, good. Michigan. And for our website, it's, we have a tab under Calhoun County Government. All right. Well, we appreciate this opportunity to be reminded about these kinds of awareness situations and And if folks have questions about, well, more questions about what should be in that pack or how do they, uh, how do they plan, they can reach out to your office, can't they? Sure. On that emergency management webpage, which we'll link in the show notes, there's a contact information, email and phone number and all of that stuff. So you can reach out to the emergency management office. Lieutenant Chris Young, we appreciate this and we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you. 